And welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. And also don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And if you're listening to this iTunes uh, podcast, this podcast on iTunes, be sure to subscribe there to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. And keeping with our 2019 NFL Draft Prospect interviews today, I'm joined by Eastern Michigan linebacker Kyle Rackwell. Kyle, I appreciate you taking taking time. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. And here's here's what I, I like about what you bring to the table. Linebackers that can play multiple positions, that can run and hit, and are not afraid of contact. You, you feel as though that aptly describes what you bring to the table? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously over the past few years, you know, the past 10 years, the game's evolved a lot. So linebackers have to be able to be versatile, like you were saying, be able to run cover, and uh, they have to be able to finish tackles. That's important. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely believe that's what, you know, my assets and my, my skills, definitely what they are. But I, I played college ball back in the late 90s, early, two, early 2000s, right? So the game has changed, and I feel for you guys now. I was a running back, and I feel for how you guys have to play. It's like you guys have grown into essentially um, bigger, strong safeties. Do you feel like the, the game kind of puts more strain on the linebacker position now than what it did when you probably were watching it growing up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, just the fact that, you know – Back in the day, it was kind of like downhill, downhill, downhill. Now we got to be able to run. So we got to be able to cover cover number two in the slot or a guy out the backfield or a tight end who's very athletic. And then we also have to be able to take on an offensive lineman play after play after play. So it's just like you were speaking earlier, just that versatility, um, being able to do all the all the things that we have to do at our job. And, uh, you know, it puts a lot of stress on us on the defense and, um, you know, not even bringing in the mental aspect of it, of being, you know, you know, the quarterback of the defense, setting the setting all 10 guys up, including yourself. So, uh, yeah, it puts a lot of stress on us, but it's what we're made to do. Uh, and you, t- you touched on it. That's why I want to go next. You talked about the mental part of it. Um, I know on, on the offensive side of the ball, we tend to give off keys and, and tip off you guys on what we are about to do. When you're breaking down the opponent going into that matchup, what are you looking for and what are some of the keys you, you're able to pick up on from an offensive perspective? And also – uh, let's say from a mirror position perspective, like from the running backs, what, what do we do to kind of tip you off on where we're about to go as far as uh, running the football? Yeah, no, absolutely. That was huge, actually, for me uh, in college. Our my linebacker coach, our defensive coordinator, he did a great job with you know giving tips and uh, let's we call the hit charts out of different formations. So I'm I'm when I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say this to you, but I'm looking at everything. So I'm looking at you know your stance, your depth, your alignment, how close you are to the quarterback. Um, you know, how far you are into the backfield, even the quarterback steps sometimes they can give it off and uh, tackle splits, wide receiver splits, tight end, hands down. Um, I mean, even numbers of guys that play, uh, you know, if a guy's on the ball, if a guy's off the ball, it all comes into it. And uh, that's obviously what we do throughout the week and studying. So but it's a big part of the game is what makes, you know, me and guys in my position very successful. So is that something you had to learn uh, coming in or is that something you, you were really getting a good uh, crash test in when you were at uh, in high school. No, no, that's something that I learned. I had to learn. It was uh, 
thrown into the fire because we had to. But uh, it made us – obviously it made me better, a better player and guys in my position group a better player as well. But, yeah, that was not, never really something I looked through um, in high school at all. It was kind of like seaball, get ball in high school. And now <laughs> I, had to, I had to develop the mental aspect. I had to develop the, the mind of it. So, yeah, no, that was definitely just thrown into the fire. But uh, it worked. It worked pretty well. Uh, that that's an interesting part because I don't think a lot of people that's going into college football understand uh, that part of it. When I when I got to college, all I knew was you know the number system, get the ball, hit the hole, and and, and go. I had to learn defensive fronts. I had to learn uh, sets. I had to learn pass pro. I mean, my running back playbook was was about maybe six inches thick, and I'm like, man, this ain't ain't that many run plays in the world. And it was like, no, we draw up run plays against different fronts. I was like, wait, not everybody don't play a 4-3? So, <laughs> so what's the biggest myth of college football when you got there that you really had to get a get acclimated to once you started playing for Eastern Michigan? No, I would have to – I don't know if it was so-called a myth, but like, like you said, just that mental aspect where you said your playbook was that thick, like – Coming into college, I didn't even know what techniques were. Like, I honestly didn't even know what techniques were. I knew what gaps were. I knew A, a gap, B gap, C gap. And that's, I knew if I had my gap, I had to hit it. But, like, even for me, it was like, uh, you know, playing mad. And I knew what cover four was. I knew what cover two was. But I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. So I had, to, I had to learn that. And then thrown in, it was like, wow, you have to do this because this guy does this for you. And then you can box it or spill it. So for me, it was the mental aspect. But I, I'm the type of guy that wants to make my weaknesses and my strengths. So I came in mentally weak in that aspect and now i believe that i turned it into my strength where being able to call the whole defense and everything like that and i'm always studying film always trying to learn and get better in that way um yeah but that was man that was no joke (laughs) if you hang on twitter and social media long enough you're gonna find yourself getting angry at everything right so one thing I, i get angry with constantly is the is the fact that most people feel as though football players at their respective positions are replaceable are easily replaceable, but that's not the case because it takes a certain mindset to play certain positions. Like you can't just take a linebacker or take a guy that's a big safety and move him to linebacker just because he has a quote unquote linebacker size. No, you have to have a mentality of a linebacker. You can't just move a tackle to guard and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the linebacker position, what's the mentality that you have to have to play that position? Take me inside the mind of a linebacker. You just got to be willing to do whatever it takes. You have to be able to put your body on the line uh, at any point in time. I mean, if you think about it, like we're taking on, like you're saying, I mean, crack blocks, the full guards running at us, tackles running at us. We got fullbacks running at us. We have running backs that are, you know, 6'3", 6'4", or 6'2", 220, 30, 40 pounds, and they're running full speed at us, and they're trying to run us over, and we're trying to stop them. But then we also took on a guard, then we also took on a fullback. So it's just the mindset of literally putting your body on the line. That That's just that mentality that I have. You know, a lot of people say that for me, like I'm, you know, a, a big guy, but for me, I, between the lines, I want to, I want to tear your head off, but outside the lines, I'm a nice guy, but you know, you get in between those lines and you just got to have that different mentality of no matter what, I'm going to get the job done. I'm going to stop you because it's me versus you and I'm better than you are. It's obviously that you were successful at Eastern Michigan. Uh, you finished your career with over 300 tackles. I, I found myself watching your games and like, man, it's do always in the backfield. So the fact that you always on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, Setting up shop in the opponent's backfield is huge. How were you able to be successful at a program where, you know, in the beginning, you guys kind of weren't that successful, and then all of a sudden it turned around? How were you able to find that success early on? And also, 
what part did you play in helping turn this team around this program around to now you guys are what back-to-back bowl appearances yeah no absolutely i mean i came in uh my freshman year they went I redshirted my freshman year one and eleven. Next year was two and ten. My redshirt sophomore year, we ended up going to the Bahamas game. Unfortunately, we lost Old Dominion. Um, junior year, we went five and seven. Had a lot of tough close games, a lot of overtime losses. And then this year, obviously, we went back to uh, the Camellia Bowl. But uh, it was just you know they brought Coach Creighton in. Uh, we were his first class. We were kind of overlooked. You know they have all the rankings of two four seven all that, and we were at the bottom, of course. So it was kind of just. Uh, you know, a senior class that had a chip on his shoulder. And like I said, for the mentality of a linebacker, we we're going to do whatever it took to get the job done. We were overlooked. And to be honest with you, it made us mad. We wanted to prove something. So we came in, we worked every day. We worked for each other. It wasn't about egos. It wasn't about anything. It was about making, you know, Eastern Michigan, the Eagles proud and uh, wearing that E with pride. Um, and, man, we just went to work. That's the only thing we knew how to do. There was, there was no no shortcuts, no other way around it. Um, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter if you're a fifth-year senior, if you're a, or a true freshman coming in, we were going to hold you accountable at that same level. Um, we expected greatness from you every day. We expected the best you have every single day in and out. And, you know, we were lucky enough to turn that program around. My senior class in the five years, we went to uh, the two bowl games, and that's the first time ever in Eastern Michigan history. So, I mean – by the numbers, we, we might have the best senior class that ever came through. So that's a big, big accomplishment. And, uh, you know, I, this year I was actually – I was lucky enough to be voted captain by my peers and the coaches. So uh, that was a big honor for me and just being able to lead the team. Um, you know, we didn't get the job done at the Camellia Bowl, um, you know, in the last second field goal. But for uh, me to come in and the five years of growth with my brothers, you know, with my best friends, guys that I'm going to have around for the rest of my life, and with that program, it's something that – Obviously, I'll never, ever forget and hold dear to my heart. So, Yeah, I mean, think about it. You came there, and it was, a, again, the last time in my lifetime uh, Eastern Michigan was relevant was when Charlie Batch was there, and had, you know, and that was the wrap. You know? And so you guys really been dormant, and then you come in there, your class, you help turn the program around, and that, leave, that leaves an impact. And when I first saw you play, it was at the College Gridiron Showcase uh, down in Fort Worth, Texas, and – you left the impact there because I saw a guy that was a 6'3", 245-pound backer that's also excellent in pass defense because when for pass defense, when you're, when you're that long and have that length, you take away passing windows. So you're able to shrink space going backwards, which is very tough to do. How was your experience at CGS, and what did you want to go down there and accomplish, and what were you able to take away? Yeah, no, I thought this the CGS was a great event. Um, Obviously, like you said, I came out of, uh, you know, a small town in uh, Lapeer, Michigan. So the, the football aspect of it, you know, the, the broad horizon I really didn't get in Eastern Michigan, like I said, being overlooked. So when I went down to the CGS, uh, it, it was cool for me to hang out with guys like that, uh, you know, that, that went to those big schools, but also – I had a chip on my shoulder because I had something to prove. You know what I'm saying? I believe that I was overlooked at Eastern. Um, you know, I, I, I know I have the talent. I believe I have the talent to get to where I need to go, but I need to go down there and, and prove myself. And uh, I believe that's what I did. Um, it was it was cool to play with guys like that. Uh, and I believe I, I stood out. I mean, I don't think I'd have the interview if I didn't stand out with you. So I'm doing, I, I've, you know, I did the right things. I did what I needed to do. It was a great experience. Um, got in, got out, and, now I'm working ready for my pro day. Well, here's the thing, too, about about showcase games and, and whether it's uh, CGS or Shrine Game or Senior Bowl, everyone's watching you, man, and it doesn't matter. You never know who is the one that is is looking at you. You, you may not talk to a team, 
And next thing you know, a team is drafting you strictly off what you did out there at CGS. I've seen it happen before. So when, when you're down there and you're trying to play your game, but you're also trying to not mess up as far as these <laughs> scouts are watching you, you know, how, how is that mindset for, for a player? Because I think a lot of people on my end of it, like in the media now, don't really understand how stressful and tense that is. Like, yeah, you you want to play your game, what we saw on tape throughout the entire uh, collegiate career, but you also want to not mess up. You also want to play your best game. You also want to be better than what you have been throughout your, your whole career in front of the people that really judge where you can go and, and, and everything like that. How do you deal with that pressure and that stress uh, when you're just trying to play football? No, definitely. I mean, that's a tough thing. Um, speaking on the football aspect of that, man, like – the film that you saw, if I didn't play that film, I wouldn't be there. So I got to play that. I got to play that. I got to show that film while I'm down there as well and, and perform at a higher level. But on the football field, I just you just got to let it go. You can't worry about it. You're going to make mistakes. Everybody gets beat. So, um, But in, in the social aspect of it, you know, everything's watched for, you know, media guys like you or, uh, you know, my agent or my trainer or whoever it might be, I'm, I'm, I'm being watched 24 seven. So there's a lot of stress on it, but it's just about doing the right things, having integrity at all times. Um, you know, not slipping up and it's, it's tough, but it, it comes along with the job and this is what I want to do. So it will be worth it in the end. That's for sure. It's always funny, man. Cause I guess I don't, I don't lose that, uh, that build of a former player. So, and I kind of dress like, like how you guys dress now, you, you know, once you reach a certain age, it's, it's always like sweats and, and, you know, these athletic shirts and shorts and stuff <laughs> like that. So you walk around and, uh, you know, you ask the question, hey, man, where can I find, you know, a, a place to eat? And, oh, sir, would you like, man, I'm not a scout, man. Don't talk to me like that, man. Tell me where I can find it. You know, I, but I get the stress you guys are under, man. You never know. But I, I, I just, I know that that has to be stressful, man. But, uh, looking at your game, I talked about how you are excelling in the pass defense department, which is huge. Being a taller guy, a rangy guy, sideline to sideline as well. When you look at your strengths, what do you feel as though you're strongest at? And um, where do you feel as though you still have room to grow? And also, where do you feel as though you're being underrated? Um, I'm going to start with the underrated. I feel like underrated, first and foremost, is – my ability to play, you know what I'm saying? Because I played in the Mid-American Conference and we played at Eastern Michigan. And I mean, if you, you look at my biggest games, they're against our, our biggest oppo uh, opponents, you know, Purdue, uh, San Diego State. I mean, NIU just won the MAC championship and those were my three best games of the year. So um, I think that's the biggest way that I'm underrated. Um, I would say my weakness um, is so much uh, in the open field, uh, just my ability to to break down and be able to finish in the open field. But uh, that's, you know, why I'm I'm in Kentucky right now training. You know, that's why I'm trying to get better at that. And that's a big emphasis for me. Um, and then my strength, uh, I would put first off my mental capability at the top of the list, just my ability to diagnose things like we were talking about earlier, um, seeing defenses, being able to call the defense. And uh, my, uh, my second thing for strength would definitely just be my productivity. I mean, I do, like you said, I, I finished my career with like 350 tackles or something like that and had 130 this year or something in my amount of snaps. It was uh, like one out of every six plays or one out of every five plays I was making a tackle. So um, just my ability to, I don't know, that's what I'm underrated the most is my ability to play the game. But then I believe my strength is my ability to play the game. So, I mean, I'm a football player at heart and that's what I'm going to do. So it, it, It's weird because when I, when I, I again, 
you hang around Twitter and social media long enough, you can get mad at everything. So <laughs> I, I say, I, I tend yeah, to say stuff, some stuff, man. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I need to get off Twitter, man. Get off social media. Uh, but I, I always, I always say use football terms, right? Or stuff that football guys can understand. And when I'm talking about tackling, I always say, man, tackling and stopping around is about attitude and want to like, you, you really got to want to tackle somebody. And I guess the, and a lot of people that haven't played probably don't understand what I mean by that. And it's, it's like you kind of see it when, let's say, a, a defensive guy intercepts a pass and he's running for a touchdown. And, you know, you got a running back or a receiver or a quarterback giving lackadaisical effort mm-hmm. trying to tackle. Yeah. On the flip side, when a guy is carrying the football, an offensive guy, and guys like yourself just like seem as though they're just flying through uh, bodies and just taking the right angle and won't be denied to make the tackle. So when I say tackling and Stopping a run is about want to. You got to want to tackle somebody. Can you help me explain what exactly I'm trying to say? No, absolutely. I, I, it's our job. That's what we're put on the field to do. If we don't do it, we don't, we don't have a job. You know what I'm saying? Linebackers are made to tackle. Linebackers are tackling machines. So it's that, like, going back to that mentality of a linebacker, just that want to, and you're going to get them down by any means necessary. I mean, I've tackled guys with my face, my foot, my ankle. I mean, it don't matter, but <laughs> tackle's a tackle. So it still gets the guy down as long as it's before the goal line. It gets the job done. So it's just that that will, and like you said, with the guy getting the interception and having that lackadaisical effort, I mean, tackling, it's it's a mindset because you got to finish. You got to, like I was saying earlier, you got a big boy running at you, and he wants to run you over or shake you out your shoes or whatever you got to do. So it's just a, a mindset, and at that point, it becomes one-on-one. So he's going to run you over, or he's going to break you off, or you're going to get him down. But you just have to win a majority of your battles, and that's, <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you become good, right? Right. I mean, exactly. And, you again, you really have to understand the the the, the – I guess the best way – I heard Vince Lombardi say it on, on video one time, like tackling is when someone breaks in your house and, and runs away with your VCR, right? And you're trying to catch that person and you, you want your VCR back. That right there is, is tackling because that's the pursuit. That's all that stuff like that. So uh, breaking down a position, if you're if you're scouting the linebackers right now, if you're scouting yourself, what are you looking for? What are some key traits that you want to see from from a guy on tape that lets you know that that's a guy I want on my team? I mean, the first thing that obviously you can't coach or teach is size. Uh, so I believe I have that a big, long body that weighs enough, has the size. Um, range, ability to run sideline to sideline, um, ability to cover. That's another big thing. And then just uh, from going into scouts, I'm, you know, going to the school and being able to ask if they can adapt to playbooks, you know, how they overcame adversity and stuff like that. Because obviously at the NFL level, I haven't experienced yet, but I have, you know, multiple friends or multiple guys that I call brothers that I have been in that uh, in the league. And, you know, they talk about adversity and having to overcome things because, you know, you're putting – you're putting money on the table, food in your family's mouth. So, um, you know, you have to go and learn a playbook and be able to adapt real quick. And if you don't do it, it's your stuff's in a bag and you're the next guy out and the next guy's in as you're, as you're walking out the door. So I think those, for me, if I was looking at someone, those would be the three biggest things, being able to run sideline to sideline, that size, and then the, the ability, to, the mental part of the game to, to learn something and to execute it. Kyle, this has been fun, man. Listen, I, I was impressed with what you did down there in Fort Worth, and I'm glad I got to talk to you because here's what I like about what you bring to the table. It's a, a good sense of 
you know, aggressiveness, nice little balance of, of humbleness to, to lure you in. But I know you're a linebacker at heart, and I know you can't wait to tear somebody's heads off. So I do like the fact that you have that good balance. You've got to stay mentally prepared and mentally uh, in key to what's going on. You can't be too high, can't be too low. And the fact that you were able to go out there and it's because here's the thing. People don't understand how the CGS All-Star game works. It's not a game. So you don't have the luxury of, okay, if I have a bad practice or a bad workout, at least I know we have a game. I can make it up and make some plays in a game. You only have three practices and you have these seminars and you have to make sure you answer the call each and every day at practice. And I felt as though you did that and we wish you the best of luck moving forward, man. I really appreciate it, man. It's cool to be on the show and wish you the best of luck as well. Stay off social media, but for for um <laughs> for you, where can people find you on Twitter, on social media, so that way they can follow your journey and follow you as you make the trek to the NFL? Yeah, well, my uh, my Twitter, I made this when I was young, so don't laugh, but it's Gunslinger21. <laughs> I used to be a quarterback back in the day. So, And then my uh, my Instagram is uh, RockJock20, so they can follow me there. Time out. So – <laughs> All right, so so, <laughs> so we got so we got two two separate identities. All right, first let's attack. Let that. What's the Twitter handle again? Yeah, gun gunslinger twenty one. All right, and and rock jock um twenty twenty on yeah. Instagram. So yeah. let, okay, gunslinger. Now, what type of quarterback were you? Were you one of those guys that wanted to like uh, hit the check down every play, or you want you was working touchdown to check down? Man, listen, I was going for the big ball. If the big ball didn't work, I was tucking it and running it and then trying to run someone over, man. Let's be honest. I wasn't I wasn't trying to run around anybody running out of bounds. It was either it was either I was throwing I was showing the arm off or I was trying to run someone over. That was about it. Now do you feel as though your experience as a quarterback kind of helped you be a better linebacker, especially on the cover side of it? No, yeah, it did. For real. That's the mental aspect of it. I mean, like the mentals the or the QB's the general of the offense and the, the linebackers, the general of the defense. So, yeah, it, it helped, but it wasn't my spot, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rock Jock, like, um, I'm I, now when I say, when I think Rock Jock, I'm thinking the MTV joints where you had the five point, three point shot and the, the six point. Where does the Rock Jock come from? No, so listen on this one. So, my last name is Rockwall. So, everybody calls me, my nickname is Rock. So it came from I just needed an Instagram name, so I put it together and I put in like everything I could think of. Then everybody, everybody was like, "Well, you're a jock," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that." So I did rock jock, and that one, that one didn't work either. So then I started putting numbers behind it, and then I was number twenty in high school, so I put rock jock twenty. It just came, it just you know, it just came to me. To be honest, it was just, it just, it flowed. So it worked it, out, it, man. It, it works, man. It works. I'm just, I'm just messing with you because I'm, I'm old enough to remember when. Um, we were in college and email were just was just like coming coming out right and so <laughs> they had this we had a class where they was like okay set up your email and it was at hotmail and so my god the the names we had for emails you know obviously this is a family show we can't talk about the names that we have <laughs> can't talk about but, <laughs> but you get it but i, I listen man I, I enjoy talking to you. I, I do think you have NFL skills and, and can play at the next level. It's going to be fun to watch how this thing plays out. And when's your pro date? Uh, it hasn't been said yet. Usually it's a day before or after Michigan, but we're looking right at the middle of March right now. Okay, cool. So once that uh, happens, then we'll be watching there as well. So, again, thank you, Kyle, and we wish you the best of luck. I appreciate it, man. Thank you.